Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. One of the topics that we talk about uh, in our new book, what's our new book called? It's Not Me, It's You. It's Not Me, It's You, <laughs> which, by the way, uh, you can pre-order on Amazon or just click on our uh, bio links anywhere, um, is... Loving Without Your Past. Yeah. How do you love without your past? Well, first of all, what does that even mean, What right? does that even and mean? And then how do you love without your past? Yeah. Um, what does that mean to you? Because I think even for us, it means something different to love without. We both agree it's very important. Um, what does it mean to you to love without your past? Well, first and foremost, I don't know. I, I, it's, um, it's something to swim towards. It's not a black and white light switch definite thing, right? So it's a concept like most of our psychology concepts are to work towards. So loving without your past is really this idea that we all have a past. We all have an upbringing. We all have ex relationships. Well, you know, a lot of us do. Um, we all have things that have molded us, imprinted us, essentially helped create who we are today, right? right. Society. And all of that would be considered your quote unquote past, meaning it shapes and then, and then trickles into how you show up in your current relationship or how you hope to show up in, you know, if you're looking for a relationship or hope to be in one. So loving with your past is essentially kind of the negative connotation around I'm bringing some of that negative upbringing, the negative things I've learned or experienced or been programmed um, into how I love in the present. Yes. Uh, when we love someone, we don't only bring our hearts, we bring our wiring. Wiring? Wiring. wiring. <laughs> Fuck, I can't see it. Wiring. We bring our definitions. We bring um, possible uh, anger, resentment from previous relationships. We bring things that get us to repeat patterns and, and, and stay stuck in what was instead of creating something new. And this is why loving without your past um, is really important. I think this is what makes the um, – this is what positions two people uh, mm -hmm. for something new and different is when you don't bring the past into yeah. the, the here and now. Or at least you try. <laughs> at least you try. It's really hard to do. Yeah. So I think you should talk about, because this is a, a good concept of yours, this idea of bringing the relationship dance you had with an ex yes. into the relationship. So I think every relationship has um, a cadence, has um, a rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. It's also like kissing. You know, when you kiss someone... Um, isn't this different? Isn't it slightly different? Like how, how someone kisses? Oh my God, not slightly, entirely yeah, different. Right. And so relationships uh, are like that in that banter uh, because, you know, you're different diff people. Yeah, different people, right? And so uh, you can't try to trace that. And I've in the past and probably still struggle with uh, subconsciously or consciously trying to trace what was instead of. Uh, creating a new dance with your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? like you were saying, you said before, you know, like if in your prior relationship you had a very similar sense of humor, 
Yep. And that was something you really loved yep. about that dynamic. When you meet somebody else, so like let's say you and I, our humor is very different. And yes. so if with that specific example, you're constantly bringing that desire into your, your, your current relationship, yeah. that is an example of bringing that dance with your ex into the relationship. Yes, or judging, um, forcing, trying to get someone to um, laugh at your jokes, right? Mm. Um, so humor is one example, but it, yeah, it could be anything. It could be food. It could be, um, you know, the way that we work out. It could be... Um, Background. 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 Yeah, background. Like uh, upbringing, oh, things okay. you experienced, yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but also cultural background. Cultural background, um, anything in the bedroom, sex, intimacy, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of that. And so it's important when you are with someone to, uh, and, and kind of going back to what Vanessa was saying in the beginning, um, it's not something that you just do once. It's something that you do daily as a way of life when you love someone to consciously know that what you're creating with th this person is new. And also, I got to say, it could be something that's new within even this relationship, right? So if you've been someone, if you've been with someone for, say, 10 years, mm -hmm. uh, loving without your past may mean not... Loving without year one. What's that? Like loving without year one. Sorry, I interrupted you. That was just a really great concept. Keep going. <laughs> no, what do you wait, what do you mean loving without your one? Go ahead, keep going. I, well, what I meant if you're if you're with someone for ten years and over that ten years both of you have changed. Yeah. Oh, is that that's what you? Yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. Um, you to leave behind who you as a couple were before, right? Even though it's the same person, that person is different, and now leaving room for this new person, even though the person is the same. Should have written that in the book. Fuck. <laughs> Because that's actually a really good point. We did not write that in the book. And the book's already published. I know. Yeah, we well, can't do anything about it. Because when I was thinking, that also translates into the quote-unquote negative too, right? Which is like things that happened, which listen, I get it. It's a hard concept and a hard thing to grasp. But let's say there was like infidelity in year one, right? Bringing that past into your current if you've chosen to stay in the relationship, um, like let's say year one, right? Yeah. It could be the positive or the yeah. negative, I guess is what I'm saying. And also that translates into one of the things we talk about in the book is like anger and resentment. Now that could be, you know, scars and heartbreak from the past. So let's go back to cheating, you know, oh, you were cheated on in your last relationship. So you bring the residue of that into your new relationship, right? So the trust issues, the, um, you know, jealousy, the kind of checking over your shoulder, that kind of thing. Um, I can see how people would bring that into their, their current relationships. And that's something else we talk about. It's like, that's not healthy, right? Yeah. Hey, let's end on this because um, it takes courage and it's a little scary. But uh, it was scary to write this book, right? And so uh, let's end on what we have brought into this relationship from the past. I mean, geez, how much time do you have? Uh, we have about I'm, five minutes. <laughs> well, I think that... For you. When I say my past, I think a lot of it for me is more about my, geez, there's somebody just peeling out in our neighborhood. And I'm sure if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can hear it. Um, no one needed to know that. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 now, I'm naming it. She's, I'm naming the thing. She's buying time. Mine is mostly upbringing stuff. So, or, you know, let's say attachment styles or let's say conflict style or whatever. Um, that stuff was, I think, cemented into me in my relationships. You don't, you don't do a lot of um, comparing me with exes? Uh, maybe subconsciously? Uh, 
Um, I don't think I do yeah. actually. Because I think that's my thing. I don't not, think not I not not do. conscious. I don't get up and like um, um, sit there and you know have a, a sheet and check boxes and compare actively. Well, here's what my last relationship when it ended. I was or I mean I guess two relationships ago was so it was so ready to be ended. You were already done. So there that was I one. yeah I, like I had moved through so much of like the grieving and the processing and all of that before I met you that I, I don't think that there was anything left like there was no stone left unturned um the only thing I might say that would be from that relationship into this one but this is what I'm saying about it actually being a larger thing not just from that relationship is like my codependent tendencies my you know the way that I have a hard time bringing up conflict or bringing up things that have hurt my feelings or needs or anything like that um that for sure has been brought into this relationship but I don't think that was just in that one right like that one is it's a bigger umbrella for me yeah. so when i say love without your past i think for you it tends to be more specific to Ex- certain people relationships, certain yeah. relationships yeah. and i think for me when i say love without your past i mean more like being aware of your larger tendencies that of course showed up in your last relationships but are probably bigger than so you're thinking more like childhood upbringing leave that in the past work on that stuff when i when i say love without your past i'm thinking about comparison other love experiences that you have had and trying to um, force this one like that, uh, um, like to be or, the same, or, or, or noticing that you're doing it even subtly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the same as even the big, like the bigger stuff. You know, not that it's bigger, but noticing, being really aware of your patterns. Like, okay, we could talk about the cheating thing. So let's say I've been cheated on in my last relationship, and I'm realizing because step one would always be awareness. I'm realizing and I'm now aware that I am bringing jealousy and trust issues into this dynamic, right? Yeah. Because of my past experience. Well, that's on me to notice and own and start to work through. Now, of course, I can express to you, hey, here's the anxiety anxiety that comes up for me in these situations and here's why. You know, and and as my partner, you might say, oh, wow, I hear that. You know, here's what I can do to maybe help you feel more safe and secure as you're working through it. But the bottom line is the working through it is my yes. my load to carry, my yes. responsibility. But you know what right? helps is if you disclose to me where it comes from, then it helps because I don't personalize it. Well, right. But you I know? mean, so many of us don't even aren't even aware of it, first of all. And then second of all, even when we are aware of it, I mean, look, I hate to say it, but a lot of us project it outward, right? Like we don't want to take the responsibility of like, oh shit, this is my stuff. Yeah. Like my jealous behavior, like, oh, this is my stuff I got to work on. This actually isn't about John. This is about me and my history and I need to own this. Um, So if you can get to that step, then it opens up an entire, I mean, I don't even know, freaking universe for you two as a couple, because to your point, it helps you not personalize it, which then helps you show up and be empathetic and supporting to me in the struggle that I'm going through. But it also helps me take ownership, which really opens the gateway to actually healing from or integrating the lesson or the experience that I've had because so much of integration comes from taking ownership. Hey, if you are uh, watching or listening, this is something great to bring up to your therapist Mm. um, or couples therapist and start talking about what both of you are bringing into this relationship from the past. Yeah. It's probably a conversation that many people don't have. Um, and until you start talking about it and thinking about it, there may be things that you're not even aware of, you know? And also, uh, don't be defensive, but ask your partner, 
uh, like I just did, you know, what what are you bringing into the past? And 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 I think it would be better if in if, from the past, in from the past. But I think it would be better if, if if Vanessa told me what she thinks I'm bringing in, and then I tell Vanessa what I think she's bringing in. Oh, I don't like that. Okay, never mind. That feels antagonistic. Okay, go the other way. <laughs> okay, so that feels like you want to start a fight. <laughs> okay, so the the um, but like that, oh, you think I'm bringing that in? Like I could see it going that way. <laughs> so okay, your own side of the bed. So what are you bringing in from the past mm-hmm. in your relationship? And then you could take ownership for that. And then you know uh, your partner doing the same. And I think it's a vulnerable um, conversation. It's a vul- and it's an interesting conversation. And what the goal would be is for not to point fingers or to blame, but for you to realize, oh shit. I didn't realize that I was doing that or I didn't realize that I was, you know, putting pressure on you to be a certain way or to do this or do that or in a way that I am used to Mm. or prefer. And by doing so, I'm not seeing the beauty in you slash us and I'm not allowing myself um, to have a new love experience that's going to eclipse the old. Uh, and as Vanessa uh, opens the book and searches for questions to ask yourself, which is in every chapter, um, I have a question for v- Vanessa, which is a little bit off top- topic, but um, do, do you think my hair looks like the guy uh, that smashes the watermelons on stage, the, the comic? Richard Pryor? Richard Pryor? No. Isn't not. he the guy that smashes the watermelons? No, I, Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher. Gallagher. Right, Pryor. Oh, he's also a comedian. Pryor's a comedian. Richard Pryor is like, the black dude that um, was like the OG. He's a goat. He was like one of the best at, that ever lived. It's like the, from the 60s and 70s. That's no, that's 80s. Time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, people like Eddie Murphy and, and on all. Even Eddie Murphy was technically before my time. Right. No, but those comedians all looked up to Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Gallagher. You just got so offended that I didn't know Richard because he's Pryor like was. it's like cla- it's a classic. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I don't been, think I, your okay. hair looks like the guy who smashes watermelons. Um, I've been having hair issues uh, since the '80s. Since I since you were born. No, since I I was not born in the '80s. I was born in 1973 when you were just an idea. But it wasn't even an idea yet. Uh, Breakdancing when Aquanet hairspray was in, and as a 12-year-old, I would spray my hair to make it look perfect. Since then, throughout all the decades, I've had every hairstyle. I've grown out my hair many times and have hated it, and then uh, recently uh, now grown it out again with a perm. And sometimes I like it because it kind of looks like a surfer, skater, Christian Asoy, and other times I feel like, I, I, I feel like Gallagher. I feel like the guy that smashes water, watermelons on the... Anyway, okay, here are some questions to ask yourself. They're um, in the back of every chapter of our book, and they're actually really helpful. So questions to ask yourself. Write this down or just um, put them in your back pocket. Here we go. What was your previous relationship dynamic? What did that dance look like from the outside? How did it feel on the inside? Are you comparing that previous dance with the one you had with your current partner? with one you have with your current partner? If so, what would it look like to stop and learn to dance a new dance? What dynamics have you been avoiding or trying to push against? If not partnered, can you see how this pattern has affected your past relationships? What old love blueprints do you still hold on to? What have old relationships or maybe your upbringing told you about relationships, about how, I can't read today, told you about how relationships should or shouldn't look and feel? How does holding on to these blueprints, tracing them, affect your current relationship or ones you have had in the past? 
And then we go into similar questions around what anger and resentment do you still carry from past relationships, right? What would that look like to start working on those? What false beliefs and narratives have you formed about yourself from your previous relationships? That's a big one and one to really roll around it a lot. How do these beliefs impact the relationship you're in now? If you're not in one, how do those beliefs affect your last relationship? Things to chew on. Um, I just want a confirmation so I don't look like Crane Gallagher. No, you do not look like Crane Gallagher. Thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordo, Lumia Coach Training, and it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.